Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, May 30th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Chainlink on Starknet. Let's take a listen. Okay, hi everyone. I think everyone are here so we can start. Um, great to, to be here on this Twitter space. I'm Ohad, I'm a product manager at Starkware for the last three years. Um, and I'm honored to uh, host uh, uh, Todoris uh, from Chainlink today. Todoris, can you please? introduce yourself of course thanks so hard thanks for the intro and thanks for for organizing everything into the starknet team as well hi everyone i'm Thodoris. i'm from chaining labs and i look after blockchain partnerships and from from our side i've been working with um, ohad and the starknet team for the for almost a year now already so very excited to be here talk about starknet and chaining um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, we work together for uh, indeed more than a year. Um, I, I, you know, uh, I think it's almost uh, goes without saying why we value Chainlink as a very uh, uh, important partner in building the Stockton ecosystem. Um, obviously, they have uh, currently, I think, unmatched uh, reputation in, in the Oracle space and also uh, we have very good experience with them in the StarKit solution uh, that we set up back in uh, 2020. Um, and, you know, for the last year, they continued this uh, reputation and, and they worked hard on bringing uh, their best offering into StarkNet. Um, and, you know, uh, now we start to see them on TestNet for the last few months and mainnet uh, soon. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's a great uh, uh, honor to, to be here. And Todoris, can you please tell us maybe in a bit more low levels than what I said about what Chainlink is, what your vision is? Of course, happy to. But before that, let me just uh, thank you for the, for the very kind words. We aspire to hold true to that standard and, uh, if anything, keep improving it over time. So um, very excited to hear that we're doing well in that regard and we continue uh, improving. Now. In t- regarding your question about what is Chainlink, what is, um, what is our vision, essentially? Chainlink, as you positioned it as well in the beginning, is the industry standard, um, decentralized Oracle network. Our hope is that we enable developers to build feature-rich Web3 applications that are almost uh, on par with Web2 applications that are at the same level, and provide sim- we provide for that seamless access to real-world data, off-chain computations across any blockchains and help bridge um, that gap that is needed in the blockchain space in terms of data richness. Now, when you look at our products and how we service that, um, that need and fulfill our vision, we have multiple ones. We can start with data feeds, which uh, is the product that aggregate, aggregates many different data sources 
and publish them on-chain using um, off-chain reporting and three layers of aggregation so that we ensure about we are sure about its security and reliability for the price. We have proof of reserve feeds that provide the status of reserves for stable coins, wraps, wrapped assets, and other real-world assets. This uh, proof of reserves help in, helps increase transparency and security for asset issuers, developers, and generally uh, DeFi applications. Third, we have chain-link automation that enables Web3 developers to seamlessly automate key smart contract functions in a decentralized manner, which is very important, as we've seen, to make sure that reliability and uptime is there. Fourth, we have Chainlink VRF, our um, verifiable random randomness function, which is a provably fair and verifiable RNG solution that enables blockchain developers to access random values without compromising on security and ensuring that the outcomes of any random um, event are cannot be exploited. Lastly, the the newest let's say addition to this family is uh, is Chainlink Functions, which is a serverless serverless developer platform that empowers anyone to easily connect a smart contract to any Web2 API and run custom computations using Chainlink's reliable centralized network. Essentially, with Chainlink functions, we abstract away all the complexity so that developers can focus on implementing the business logic. Now, I mentioned already quite a few uh, products, but uh, Chainlink also brings forward very innovative and strategically significant uh, programs as well, like Scale, uh, which Starknet is part of, which is an economics 2.0 program that is centered around accelerating the growth of blockchains and L2 ecosystems while increasing the economic sustainability of the Chainlink network. And the second program that is of significance for us is Chainlink Build. The pro this program aims to accelerate the, the growth of early stage, but also established projects within the Chainlink ecosystem by providing enhanced access to Chainlink services, uh, technical support on our side in exchange for commitments uh, of network fees or other incentives for the Chainlink uh, providers, service providers, and also stakers. I, it was a long-form answer to your question, Ahad. I should have been uh, categorizing it differently, but uh, it's a breadth of services, a long breadth of services we cover. So I hope I gave a good picture. Yeah, yeah, man. No worries, but it's a, it's a long answer, but it allows us to have all the next questions basically being a deep dive uh, into different aspects of, of this answer, right? Um, so first, as you lastly said, right, uh, you start to work on, on Starknet. So um, can you please explain why did you choose Starknet? And also, uh, where did you start from in all this uh, vastly offering, right? What is what is uh, it work now on Starknet and what will be available only in the future? Yeah, um, that's a great question. You know, as I was um, um, uh, looking at the uh, at this Twitter space, looking ahead for this yesterday, and I was thinking through our discussion, I remembered when I was at Tarkware Sessions um, earlier in the year, 
and Ellie was giving this great overview of Starknet's history and the clear fit that there was with uh, blockchain and Starks. And I think we've touched on that as well, like leveraging the security of Ethereum, but also enabling applications to scale with higher throughput and faster transactions. Both of these like are enabled with validity proofs is, is a great enabler. And we've seen um, that being a blocker and a, I think that we need to overcome to go to further adoption. So these advantages um, enable projects to build advanced uh, applications that uh, will rival the performance uh, and functionality of Web2 systems, while ensuring that the decentralization benefits are still there and still intact. You've already um, proven that this can be done with, um, with StarkX success, and we've seen many prominent protocols um, deploying on StarkNet. So it speaks to um, the success that you've had already and what we, um, we are seeing also moving into StarkNet. So that is why we um, focused on that integration, on making sure that data feeds are, av chaining data feeds are available on StarkNet, but now on testnet, but as you said, soon coming to mainnet. And after that, we can build um, an offering more uh, of our services on StarkNet, like automation, uh, functions, and others. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah, exciting to, uh, to get all of those uh, um, great features on StarkNet as well. Oh, of course. Um, you know, now that you are, sorry, yes. Sorry to jump. Uh, now that you are. Sorry to jump in, yeah, I, just, sure. I just need to give you credit as well and the whole StarkNet team, because you becoming part of the scale program is actually the enabler for bootstrapping all of that um, uh, all, all these services and all that data-rich uh, environment to be created on StarkNet so that developers can build on top, innovate on top. So uh, a big thank you to you for, for that vote of confidence as well. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I'm a bit curious to hear about your um, development process. Right now that you basically uh, want to go to Manet, you had to refactor basically your code base to Cairo 1. Uh, for those of you that are unaware, Cairo is um, the programming language of our StarkNet. Basically, we have a programming language that is tailored for efficient and fast proving. Um, uh, and, you know, really building the ROPs that would give you the best performance and best proving time uh, out there. Uh, however, it means that we have dedicated language. Um, and now we have Cairo 1.0, which is this uh, new version of this uh, dedicated language. Uh, which is much more uh, similar to Rust, and, uh, and hopefully should be much more convenient and, and nice to work with. Um, so, but the bad side was that people had to refactor the code from Cairo to Cairo One. So, to those, can you please share a bit your perspective when you uh, undergo uh, this process over the last few months? Of course. Um, just for context, also for everyone uh, listening, although I I have studied computer science. Uh, I do, of course, I do have an understanding, but I count on developers uh, far better than me in, in going through the process and thinking through all the details. So the feedback I've gotten from them as we went through the different versions, as we're now going into Cairo 1, they really enjoyed um, seeing the benefits of um, 
this uh, this new language. The feedback we've gotten as well from the team is that our team goes through every little detail, um, trying to understand. We increase our expertise on Cairo, and of course the the move to a Rust-inspired version also accelerates that process. But it has been a great learning experience for us as well. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to see what use cases um, Cairo can enable on StarkNet. Yeah. Um, I think we've seen a wide variety of use cases already. Uh, Boastful things uh, happens on Ethereum and now can happen with, with higher efficiency and new novel things. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to see all those applications getting to a more production ready nature. Um, so you said basically that uh, you're going to start with, uh, with your price feed, right? And price feed is something that uh, every other Oracle solution has, right? Including both Oracles on Starknet and Oracles elsewhere. So what are the distinguished factors here? What's unique about Chainlink Oracle offering? Yeah, in terms of um, our offering, I think it goes down to what made us the, the industry standard. We stand out for the security and the reliability and the quality of the data we provide on chain. The, the security measures we take very seriously so that we provide the safest um, data points for developers and the, uh, the blockchain as well to build on top of. We take um, the, any fund security as the number one priority. So I think in the end, that leads to the top protocols, the marquee protocols, having Chainlink as a necessity when they're building their stack, when they're building their offering, because they rely on that security. They see that there is no loss of funds, of user funds, of protocol funds, when Chainlink is at play. And that's, um, that's what makes Chainlink the industry standard when it comes to Oracle solutions. And that's something that we will keep standing behind for not only data feeds, for all other products as well. Yeah. Um, so I know that you touched it a bit on the beginning, but do you want to say a bit more about uh, those other products or highlight something about them? Um, yeah, happy to. I think. Even though right now I think uh, you're asking for for some alpha, if I'm not mistaken, it, it was a curveball for some alpha, right? Um, not sure I follow. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm saying that we can give you some glimpse of the new features um, and what we're building. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yes. exactly. Yeah, there are a lot of of very exciting things uh, that we're building. Um, some of them we already given a glimpse of that they're coming, like our low latency uh, Oracle solutions. Uh, for derivatives. Uh, chaining functions is something that we recently brought forward. Um, so that's also a new addition and something we've been building. There are many, many more things. Um, I cannot share, I cannot drop any more specific hints uh, at this point, but uh, there are many exciting news coming um, in, in the near term that I'm sure that will excite the, the community. And of course, as we get closer to the data feeds, um, mainnet launch for StarkNet. We can double down there, see the um, service, the interest from protocols in terms of uh, more assets supported, 
novel assets supported, everything that all the use, novel use cases you mentioned that are building there and need um, data, novel data to uh, develop further, we're happy to, to support. Wow. Yeah. So if people are curious and want to hear more, um, you know, and engage your community beyond this uh, few minutes answer, well, how can they do it? Well, the, um, the easiest thing and to have, to have a good overview of everything I mentioned uh, of all the different products and not only my very short summary would be to visit our website, chain.link. Um, for, um, for the most technically savvy, um, then our developer documentation is uh, excellent as regarded as, as one of the best. The team is green, doing great work. It's under docs.chain.link. And if you want to get all the, the updates um, near real time as we make them public, of course, a follow on Twitter will, uh, will give you the best um, source of information. Okay. I think you answered all my questions. Anything you want to ask me before we open uh, uh, to like free IMA from the crowd? Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm very curious as you asked, as you were looking to, to understand our roadmap, and it's not something that we discussed many times as well. I'm very curious to hear the latest about Starknet's roadmap. What, are, um, what is on the horizon? How do you see uh, any developments uh, affecting oracles or DeFi applications? Whatever you can share would be very uh, interesting to me. Yeah, um, I think we have several very exciting features for the next a few versions of StarkNet. Um, basically, they are all tailored to uh, boost the efficiency and scale of applications on StarkNet as a whole, but DeFi and Oracles even more specifically. Uh, the next major milestone is going to be version 0.12. Um, currently, StarkNet throughput uh, is on par with other uh, layer twos, but we don't feel it's enough, right? We want to contain much more activity as an Ethereum, um, so, and, and the throughput is not there yet. So the next my, uh, version, uh, which is a few weeks away, should improve StarkNet throughput by at least 5x. We see even uh, glimpses of more opt optimistic benchmarking, but uh, this is like a very conservative estimation. Uh, this would already put us uh, at least on par with Ethereum throughput and potentially more. Uh, which is, I think, a necessity uh, for having a, um, basically a very good uh, uh, ecosystem, right, with a lot of activity. Yeah. Um, I think that the most novel and new uh, feature, however, that we don't see anywhere else would come with version 0.13. Uh, currently, roughly 90% of StarkNet cost is on-chain data availability. Uh, for those of you that are, that are unaware, data availability basically means, okay, we do some computation on the layer two. We still need to report it um, on-chain and uh, not report the computation itself, but report all the state updates that occurred um, during this computation, right? So for example, if you have an Oracle price update and the price of uh, Bitcoin is updated, uh, you'll need to pay roughly one to 2,000 gas on layer one to tell to our one look, the StarkNet state has been updated. Now, if you think about it, those updates should occur very, very frequently, right? Mm -hmm. Because we want very performant oracles. 
Um, and this means that every such instance you pay more and more gas, but this data isn't really crucial from the perspective that, you know, if someone looks and this data is not on L1, it's still on Starknet, and if for some reason it vanishes from Starknet, potentially this could be republished, right? It's not like a balance that if the data is not available, um, it's some long-term catastrophe, right? It's like a data that is short-lived, it's relevant only for the next few seconds or minutes. Basically, with version 0.13, we allow just that. We allow applications full flexibility to choose which areas are crucial and should be as secure as possible because they um, apply long-term application if this data is lost, right? For example, million dollar balance is going to be say, always going to be saved with on-chain data availability and which areas are either representing low amount of dollars or are extremely volatile right and can be in the happy pass reported much much more cheaply i think that this would bring starknet cost potentially like 10x lower um, and it should suit specifically the oracle and if i use case right where you have many 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 updates um that are volatile and potentially stateless right so if one report suddenly failed you can have the next report in another data availability method the last major uh, version that you plan to have this year is version 014 and then we have a mempool i think that the mempool is also crucial for a good DeFi activity right and for oracles in particular right we want oracle updates to always be as performant as possible, right? And to not delay them even when there is a congestion. Um, mempool would allow us just that, right? It would mean that people don't need to crowd too much and have their very, very important uh, transactions with it just because uh, other applications happen to come before them in the FIFA queue. So yeah, I think that the next few months in course three really big cornerstone that would really bring um starknet and its different oracle systems in particular to the next level um if this interests you and you want to um stay in touch feel free to check our website starknet.io um, or also engage with our community uh, over the discord server oh had the uh, question when did you say the um, version 13 will come did you mention a timeline or um, so currently version 13 is planned for Q3 um, and 0.14 for early Q4. Um, Q3 is like, uh, you know, the August-September area of Q3. Okay. Yeah, so looking forward, really looking forward based on the advancements you described. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to ask before we move for uh, questions from the crowd? No, I think, uh, yeah, we can uh, have questions from, from the audience. Okay, someone wants to ask anything? Yeah, it's my first time operating a Twitter space, but I believe there is no question, right? Okay, so let's give it uh, 10 more seconds, and if not, we can conclude. Okay, um, so it was a pleasure to, to be with you here, Todoris, and uh, looking forward to continue working together. Thank you very much, and to the whole team for putting this together, it was great. Um, chatting with you and thanks everyone for joining bye bye thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was Chainlink on starknet recorded on tuesday may 30th 2023
For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's just like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's just like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, inevitably it kind of starts to happen. Tripping on the bird app, listening to nerds flap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly, they just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up their bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preach an open sauce, but don't listen to the code, and now it's mutiny, community, uprise. There's no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking west side shit, needle and noose, sticking with my armory, Yambay. And Bruce, repping psychedelic artistry, believing the truth. Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM fam. Is it really worth all the effort? Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a clear no. They started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, this shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit Preachers pretending to be teachers Y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rap fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat Now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you, you would be like don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might cost us a lot more than what can be gained by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Terror spaces.